Welcome back, my AGP fam. It is your host, Ricky Gray Jr., and this week, I'm throwing it back to a game we all played as kids, dodgeball. I'm bringing MSU collegiate dodgeball player Julian Stain back to hang out and talk about one of the most fun sports on earth to play. So sit back, relax, and reminisce on your old schoolyard days. Remember to rate and review All Good Points on your favorite podcast platform. I'm Ricky Gray Jr., and this is All Good Points. Now let's get to it. I'm good. How about you? Uh, doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. So um, this is actually one of the different kind of episodes I've done because it's kind of a little bit more of a more of a obscure, obscure kind of um, sport. So explain to me how you got into dodgeball. Well, I got into dodgeball my first year of college, university, majoring in broadcast journalism. So I found the club through one of their little club recruiting events. And I said, dodgeball, and that's a sport that I haven't played since middle school. And it was quite fun, but I learned in college it was a whole different ball game. So there's a big, like a polar difference between uh, dodgeball when you're playing on the yard and then, you know, playing collegiate level dodgeball. So what was, what was the, like the big differences between the two? The big differences um, were the rules. Like the rules is like the time, like you have to throw the ball, like, if you don't throw the ball within 15 or 10 seconds, um, the balls are relinquished to the other team. Oh, wow. Um, there are shot clock violations. So if you do happen to do those, you get warnings or whatnot, yellow cards, red cards. And then the biggest change of them all is how many people you can have at a, on the court. So the minimum this year is about 18, but 12 get to play. So those are some of the big differences that I noticed. So 12 are, people get to be on the on the court at the same time? Yes, sir. Wow. Wow. That is a lot of people. So, you know, you got introduced to the club. Um, how, how like, serious do they take dodgeball? Oh, they take it so seriously. Like, we're part of the um, National Collegiate Dodgeball Association. Okay. Um, that's a organization for all the collegiate dodgeball clubs around Michigan and around the United States. And they do take it seriously when it comes to their ratings. Like, we're ranked number, I think it's number three or number four um, in the country right now. And that's a huge accomplishment for them. They've been trying to get to that number one spot, though. Okay, so how long do you think or do you see them, as the seasons go on and stuff like that, end up taking that number one spot? Or who's the biggest competition right now? Um, We have a lot of big competitions. But our biggest competitions are in-state rivals, um, Central Michigan, Saginaw Valley, and Western Michigan. Okay. Um, And then we have some out-of-state rivals. Some I can name are Ohio and Towson universities and Wisconsin universities. Those are, like, some of our biggest rivals that we have, both in-state and out-of-state. They are constantly coming at us trying to get at that number one spot. Yeah, so it seems like it's it's just like basically every other sport, you know. It's just maybe people haven't really heard too much about it so far. So is there that's what it is? Is there like a like kind of like a drive going on to get people to recognize dodgeball as a bigger collegiate sport? Um, right now we are working on trying to recruit more women because we only had one woman on our team um, for the past I think it was for the past four years and then since she's graduating she is going to be an all guys you know team right you know it's a co-ed sport so women and men can join right so you guys are actually reaching out to basically everybody in the school trying to get people to join up and make it bigger yes that's awesome that's really awesome so 
as far as like captains go and like practices, is there like some sort of like set schedule that you guys have as far as like practicing goes and things like that? Um, yes, we do practice every Tuesday and every Thursday from eight to ten o'clock in our um, in our one of our gym facilities. Um, we practice for two hours. We learn a lot of stuff, and you know we improve on the stuff that we um, need help on. And it's overall it's a good time. I love practice. It was funny because I was actually like scrolling through the Facebook page because I wanted to get you know a little bit better acclimated to it, and I, I saw that you guys were actually in the film room watching film. Uh, for from some of the games, and I was kind of like thinking to myself, like, this is like technically something that could blow up as a collegiate sport. The more people, you know, pay attention to it, right? The more people that we get to see, like, is is because most people would think that it's one of those aggressive kind of sports, mm-hmm. like football, but or baseball, but it really isn't. Um, it's just a simple game of throwing a ball and catching it, but with more rules. And that's what I try to tell people that try to join this club is that it's. It's fun if you when you get to acclimate it to it, and we watch film. Um, we watch film to get a better analysis on what we did wrong, because we do play in a lot of tournaments. So that's like the perfect time for us to say this: is what we did wrong, this is what we need to do next time. That way, we could win more. So that's probably that's part of our like plan that we do. We do watch film as opposed to getting better. That's that's really cool that everybody's kind of like taking it not necessarily so seriously to where you know uh egos get in the way or anything like that but they're taking it seriously enough to where they're actually like dedicating themselves to the sport and actually playing so right exactly what's the what's the drive like what's the motivation for you like why did you like a hundred percent just dive into dodgeball well the motivation for me came from from the first practice like i didn't join any sports when i was in high school um, I joined track and field for about a year and a half, and then I stopped going because I didn't feel anything. I didn't, I didn't like feel like what was the purpose of me participating in any sport. But as I continue to go to dodgeball, I've gotten better and better. And the motivation for me is you you feel welcome. Like it's an inclusive sport. You feel welcome regardless on how well you are because that's what the purpose of practice for anyway is to help you get better at it. Right. So the motivation for me comes from the captain itself and the assistant captains. They help me out. They have open ears and they love to listen to things that I suggest and things that I have to say. And that that's what keeps me on this team. I don't see myself leaving anytime soon. So how much backing do you guys get from the university itself? Or has the university like realized it as more than a club at, at any point? Or is that what you guys are trying to push towards? Um, it's what we're trying to push towards. We're trying to push it into like a league kind of thing. That way we can get funding from Michigan State. Mm-hmm. But right as of right now, since we're only a club sport, we don't get, you know, we don't get funding from the school. Right. And that's kind of a big challenge because we have to impose dues. We have to impose our, we have to make money for our own things that we want to do, like hold tournaments at Michigan State or get our own uniforms or go to future tournaments of, pay for expenses like traveling lodging and food if applicable we have to raise our own money right so right now you guys are basically just kind of like crowdsourcing the funds to you know um, come up with like tournaments and things like that is that a difficult thing to do or do you get some backing from the school and the rest of the community um right now it is it is not it's difficult right now because not many people has heard of dodgeball being at michigan state or sometimes they even say it don't exist which does <laughs> so the problem the problem would be trying to get people interested in donating and what that does 
is that I really like because I'm like the advertising person. So I, anytime I'm given like a task to like advertise, I do it. So we've gotten lots of resor- resources this year because of the advertising part of it. Okay, so advertising is like a portion of what you control too. So how is that a uh... How's that advertising as far as like, do you just advertise at the school? Are you like going to community events and things like that and informing people about it? Or how's the, how's the advertising for that work? Um, the advertising works is that I record because I have a YouTube channel uh-huh. that I record for like a web, mini web series that I do on YouTube. It's called Another Day at MSU. Okay. Um, the subplot of it is to take, is to take my subscribers through my experience through my first sport that I've ever played and have actually stuck to. So I take, I utilize those practice clips and I make videos that kind that kind of, excuse me. For no, you're fine. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I take those videos and I kind of make a little mini advertisement on what to expect from the club and People love it, and that's what makes people donate and not want to know more about it. Right. So you're actually just kind of like taking it up on your shoulders to, you know, get more people involved. And uh, I think I think really what's one of the main things about bringing sports to a forefront, even a sport like dodgeball, is uh, getting more involved and getting more people involved with what's going on. Exactly. That's our biggest, like, concern that we raise every school year to see how can we raise more people like how can we get more women to join because it is a co-ed sport after all it's not just about you know guys so that that's my main target is to get more women to join to see to see like hey dodgeball ain't gonna be bad once you get to know the sport better right and have you kind of like hit some tension as far as you know recruiting women has it been a little bit tougher than trying to get guys involved in the sport um, I say it's about 50-50, but it's mainly leaning towards the women because, you know, women don't like to get hit in the face with, face with a ball. But I have to tell them it's not that kind of sport where they do, where they, where they can't hit you in the face. Like, they can't do that in the actual club sport. You'll get disqualified if you do do that. Oh, okay. So if you actually hit somebody in the face, you get immediate disqualification. Yeah, is I think it's immediate disqualification. I mean, I might get a warning before you know they get excluded from the rest of the game, or the rest of the tournament for that matter. Oh wow! But I do know that face hits aren't allowed in dodgeball, and if that does happen, there will be consequences behind that. That's good though, because it's a it's a straight set of rules to make sure that everybody you know stays okay while they're playing a playing a sport. You know, it's it's a little bit more uh, taking care of the players. Now, is that something that like? a league official came up with or did you guys just kind of agree with that throughout the clubs um that's something that the league actually came up with like the actual people who the referees who make the rules um they make these ton of rules like you have to throw a ball within a certain amount of seconds you have to not cross their boundary lines um you know if you catch a person in you know that the other person's out and if you throw and they catch it and you're out you know they set a bunch of rules to make it fair across everything okay and how many people do you have on your team um it varies from semester to semester so i know last semester we had about we had about i think it was about 30 35 people wow that's a lot people that's a lot of people and then in the spring semester that number kind of decreases 
really tremendously because the spring semester might be times where classes might get in the way or other clubs that they're in might get in the way. And we have a we have a little less people in the spring semester, but that's why that's what we're trying to we try to maintain like a certain amount. That way we can still remain a club. Right. So you're just trying to do what you can to you can stay a club. Um, is there like a club minimum? Like you have to have a certain amount of people to stay above the club minimum? Um, I don't know about that. I know, I know that there has to be at least, there has to be at least 10 people to at least call themselves a team. Right, to be able to call themselves a team. Yeah, I think it has to be more than 10 people. And if it's less than that, then it, it really can't exist. Because you need 18 people to play on, you know, play an actual tournament, but 12 can play. But the other six are kind of like substitutes in case some people get tired and other people can play, stuff like that. That's cool. So, um, you guys do a lot of traveling, I would imagine, for games and things like that, right? Oh, yes. Okay, so who's, like, coming up with the money for that? Is that crowdsourced as, as well? Yes, that is crowdsourced as well. Um, any money that we make, it goes towards, like, holding tournaments at our, at our um, college or it goes towards traveling expenses to other schools for tournaments. And the, um, the latest, the nationals that just passed was in Allendale. So we needed money to go there, you know, to participate. And then last school, and then last semester or spring of 2018 was really the nationals was in Virginia. And we had to raise more than a thousand dollars in order to go itself. That's cool. So you said that dodgeball is the, the one sport that you started playing and you stuck to, um, what was, was it the community of the dodge, like the people that you were playing dodgeball with? Is that what's made you stick or do you just really, really enjoy the sport? Um, it's more of the people who encourage me to do better. It's the people and it's the environment that I like. Like it's not too tough. They're not too aggressive. They may be aggressive at times, but it's tough love like any other team. Right. But it's still, um, it's still productive. Right, it's still a productive sport, exactly. That's awesome. So one of the other things that I wanted to talk about before I let you go was your podcast called Rantify. Now, explain where that, where that came from. Why'd you start that? Well, the idea, the idea actually came from my best friends because um, I hear their rants all the time. <laughs> okay. They rant about a whole bunch of stuff that I find funny and sometimes I find serious. So I just came up with that idea of, why not just create a podcast out of that where people can come and actually rant and rave about whatever they want to. It's basically just like, and, you know, come out and, and say whatever you want. Yeah. With limitations. Like I don't condone hate. I don't condone discrimination, racism. I don't condone hate speech either. So those things are prohibited on the podcast. That's really good though. You're so, setting the rules, but you're still giving people like an outlet to kind of release whatever, uh, whatever they're upset about or whatever they have on their chest. Right, exactly. And it's funny, too, because the people that rant and rave about stuff, they, they, they're funny. And I'm like, it's going to be a comedy podcast anyway, so <laughs> why, not just make an, why not just make a whole podcast out of it? So it was basically my friend's idea, and I just um, found this app, which I've been using for two years now, to actually go and create the podcast itself. That's awesome. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's really cool. I actually was listening to an episode on my way home and it's it's really cool to actually just kind of hear, you know, people's ideas or how they feel about things just kind of like unprohibited. You know what I mean? Just being able to let it all out there. Exactly. That's the goal. So, the last thing that I wanted to ask you was about your uh major and sub major. One major is, you know, broadcast journalism, which is what you're majoring in, right? 
Yes. And then the uh, your, I guess it'd be minor, uh, would be sports journalism, right? Correct. Okay, so how do you feel so far about, like, broadcast journalism? How are you feeling about it? Well, it was kind of a transition simply because I switched majors last semester, uh, last year, because I was originally electrical engineering, and it got difficult with chemistry. So after failing chemistry for, like, the second time, or at least starting to fail it, I was like, I need to move somewhere else where I'm not consistently failing classes, going in and off academic probation, because that stuff costs money. Oh, yeah. So I said, why not go to my second passion? Because I love writing so much. I have a blog and a podcast. So why not go somewhere in regards to like a reporter or or somewhere in regards to like an editor or a reporter for some for some news station? So then that's when I found journalism. And then I didn't realize that there was so many like sub sub majors within it, like broadcast and sports or photo journalism. So I chose sports journalism because I report for the Spartan Sports Report on YouTube, okay. which highlights some of our highlights from the major sports like football, basketball, you know, uh, wrestling. We cover those kind of things, and I see myself kind of doing that too in regards to um, the other the other thing, broadcast, right? Reporting for the news and stuff. I find that to be really interesting. So I've been stuck with that major ever since, and I loved it ever since. And you've just been loving it the whole time. Yes. That's amazing. You know, it's it's one of the things where uh, you kind of, you started off with, you know, the engineering one and you said, you know what, this one's not really working out, but you were able to make a quick switch and now you found something that you really enjoy doing. Yes. That's amazing. Well, Julian, I can't thank you enough for being on the show. Um, that was my pleasure. I will uh, be reaching out to you soon to talk to you a little bit more. So you have a great rest of your day. All right. I will. Thanks <laughs> right. for having me on your podcast. No problem. Have a great one. You as well. You know, one of the most important things about sports is finding something to just do, something to fill the time, to have fun with, build a sense of friendship and community. And that's what Julian's did with dodgeball at Michigan State University. And MSU is a huge school. So I'm hoping what ends up happening is, you know, the school backs it up and uh, they support it and turn it into just another sport, another uh, another team sport, instead of it just being a club sport, so they can get some more funding and things like that. If you guys want to listen to Julian's podcast, you can listen to it on Anchor. It is called Rantify. It is also on Spotify. Spotify and iTunes and pretty much everywhere else that podcasts are available. Remember to rate and review all good points on your favorite podcast platform. I will be seeing you guys next week. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Remember to just get out there and do something. Be active, have fun, find a community and join it. Even if it's a club, whatever, just go out there, enjoy life, get some exercise, and I will see you guys next week.